0: Welcome into the I-80 Club, Wednesday night, in the club. In the club. Wow, Jack Mitchell's happy to be here. I'm Josh Peterson, I am happy to be here. Jack, what, why Why a frown? Just, What's going
1: well, on? I mean, the internet stuff, we just had a conversation off the air about my internet. and oh. That makes me crabby. But. but now we started the pod, so you gotta be excited! I'm I'm excited for Nebraska versus Louisiana Tech. I can tell you I'm there we excited go. for
0: that. I'm excited. Are you excited, Jack? Are you excited because we're doing a watch-along and anyone who could be listening on Saturday morning when this podcast hits the free feed, they could become a patron at patreon.com slash Club and watch along with us. Is that why you're excited? I'm excited for that uh, because we are going to test
1: the technical setup and be good for it. And it is yes. the most unique, uh, is an experience that does not exist as far as I know on any of the Nebraska media, free or pay or otherwise sites, uh, which is a live watch along with analysis from experts like me and yourself.
0: Yes, definitely experts.
1: You cannot get that.
0: So. No, definitely not. In all seriousness, join us, patreon.com slash Club If you're listening at uh, a later date, a.k.a. sometime on Saturday before 2.30 when the game kicks off, we'll be going like five to ten minutes before the game. We'll take a break at halftime. Uh, we will upload the pods. For those of you who don't get to join us live, it'll be awesome. It is, like Jack said, it is something that we do that no one else does in the local media sphere so we hope that you join us
1: and just just to explain it too if you want you watch the video uh in here or if you don't want to do it that way you just want to watch on your own tv and try and cue it up you can do that as well yes um just use your pause button or just or if we're a little behind then just let it go and kind of have it as a um you know just an accompanying thing to you yourself watching it however you however you feel like uh, you want to do it so should be a good time i'm excited uh, it was a uh, we're oh and one for these. Th- well, actually, we're one and a half and one for these things because one and a half. Didn't we do the second half of the Indiana game where they won?
0: Oh, yeah, we did. And then we did the, the yeah, we did the basketball game, too. So, yeah, oh, the Iowa we basketball. That one was People forget. great. Oh, my gosh. I just
1: cackled for the entire second half of that one. Yeah, Man, exactly. That was a great game to do that for. I wonder if we have a YouTube of that. That was good. We should, yeah, that was a I'm good sure time. Somewhere that was
0: great. So yeah, join us uh, again if you're listening on Saturday when this goes up on the free feed. We seriously would love to have you join us, whether it's for the watch along or the other pods. Uh, one more bit of housekeeping on Sunday night. Mike Schaefer and I begin our podcast. We haven't said that what the name is on here, mainly because I need to figure out if we can get a logo made. I hit up Pope, and I haven't heard back from him, so I <laughs> might just have to do some bastardized word doc unless anyone in the club is, like, good at doing, like, basic graphic you, work. I need, we- yes, man. The amount I need,
1: like, a freelance, quick, easy graphic yes. designer for everything that I do at my own job. Yes. Well, we have one in-house, but but that's he's busy with, like, real stuff, so...
0: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Shafe and I begin a – we're going to do NFL pods every third week starting this week, so we'll do week three, six, nine. Damn, they fine. 12, 15, 18, and then we'll do uh, the playoffs. So we'll do Sunday night pods. We're going on after Sunday night football, so we'll be on at like 1030. I don't know how long it's going to be. Lots of Cowboys talk, lots of Vikings talk, and then we have some other stuff. I think people are really going to dig it because we are going to embrace our fandom and embrace – just, we love talking about the NFL together, so it's going to be a whole I lot might, of fun. I might listen to that as my fall asleep music. There you go. Perfect. Brendan says, Don't "Wait, which week? Just every third week, starting week three. Three, 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 six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen. That's easy. Playoffs, 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 of. playoffs, playoffs, It'll playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. Really playoffs. easy for everyone to remember. Yeah, we'll we'll send out reminders. Also, That's true. if you can if make you, events, make an event. I send out email reminders. I hope that that those who subscribe to the Club Jack, I hope that they've been appreciating the emails that they get." Uh, cause I send cool. them out, I send them out and like a few times a week to let people know like, Hey, here's what we got going on in the That's club. Really this good. Week.
1: And I used to be really good at making the events and now I, I forget to all the time and you do it. So I, I admit yep. that because I always put a nice picture with it when I do it.
0: Yeah. I never put a picture with it. I apologize yes. for that. JB says tonight. the emails have been very helpful. Thank Bruce you. says I, for one, appreciate the emails. Look at
1: you know, this. I, you, good job, Josh. Good job. I'll be yeah. better. I'll yeah. be yeah. better. Be- I'll be I better. With hey, the d- events.
0: D- d- no, no need to apologize. I'm happy to do them. It's nice. I send out a little emails. It's awesome. So, yeah. Join us. Patreon.com slash ID Club. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited for that
1: show. And I'm excited not to be doing it, just to be a listener and enjoyer of it. That'll be fun, too. Yeah.
0: Should be a good time. So, how are we feeling? How are we feeling about the game? How are we feeling about... Life, college football, Dion, I don't know, take it wherever you want. Uh, what's what's on your mind as we reach Wednesday after the win? It does seem like I was thinking about it this morning, Jack. People really have calmed down this week, which has been nice. After after the last few weeks of stress and the last few years, let's be honest. Every win was met with Oh my gosh, what does this mean? Every loss is existential. This week has been nice. There's been no there's been no sadness depression i mean you know there's a quarterback debate i guess but otherwise this has been kind of an easy well, breezy week it's already thursday tomorrow, other than the, two, the running backs other, other two than the
1: two seasons. devastating injuries yes but My bad. that didn't really My bad. That, that didn't really engender some sort of an annoying debate so yeah. um, i mean that actually that actually was saving grace, but that was very depressing. That was very sad and, and very yeah. depressing. And um, you tipped
0: us all off in our Inside Info channel uh, that some bad I, news could be coming down. I
1: thought that's what it was going to be, basically, that it was both of them out for the season, but I wanted to be a little careful about that. But, yeah, yeah, I knew that was... Just, I don't know if that helped anyone. It just gave you the bad news a few hours earlier, but enjoy yeah. with that. Yeah, Uh I don't know. It's still... It, it, God, this sucks. It's so cliché. I don't know. It doesn't suck, but it's so cliché, Josh, but... Like, I can't help but continuing to put myself in these coaches' shoes and trying to figure out what to do with the quarterback situation because it's Mm. not an easy answer. There is not an easy answer that is out there. I guess there is an easy answer, which is Jeff Sims isn't healthy enough to go, but that creates other problems, I think. so. It does. Like, here's here's sort of what – like, I will listen to any opinion on this. I just don't think – I don't have like a huge strong opinion yet on who the best guy is. Like it's still TBD for me, which is is hard. Now I'm different than the coaches because they've seen them through spring and fall practice, and so yes. they know both who they are better than I them, but better than better than I do by far. But the thing, it's not it's not too complex either because neither of them have, in my opinion high enough upside that anything overrides simply turnover avoidance with the two of them. And it's which one, based on the style this team's going to have to play, Josh, it is which one of them can run this offense without turning the ball over or turning the ball over least of of the two of them here at this point. Because I I think they both bring some good things, Kind of some similar good things, probably maybe a little bit different between between the two of them. But it's not like I look at both so far of what I know the good things that they bring and be like ah well one at the top of their game is going to be way better than the other at the top of the game. I don't know. I still don't know at this point. What do you? Th- yeah, I'm happy you said I'll that because I stop there, well, so I'll let you comment and we can go. No, yeah, because
0: I formation said Sims has a higher ceiling, but that is irrelevant with his lower floor. Like. I do think I agree with him about the higher ceiling. And I obviously agree with him about the lower floor, at least from what we have seen. But I also do wonder, and maybe I'm playing devil's advocate just way too hard on this. Are we sure he has a higher ceiling? I'm like, not. I'm, I guess, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm trying to, in a way, a different way of asking Jack is like, why, why do we believe that he has a higher ceiling? The reason people um, believe it. Cause Matt rule took him. Matt rule went out on a okay. limb for him.
1: Right. I mean, what is it? Has anybody else seen it? Like has anybody else actually seen that? The I mean the run against Colorado, is that what we're talking about? Or a couple of the runs against Minnesota? Because I mean, Harburg looked decent running the ball too, right? Like sure? Yeah. That's a great question you ask, is like, why do people think that? Based just yeah. on reputation, I suppose.
0: I think that plays a big part. Uh husker from you says Henrik Harburg's throwing didn't exactly engender uh confidence with me. And 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 he adds he's a tough runner but doesn't look explosive. I think that those are fair. Um, he you know, fl- he should have had what, what he should have had two turnovers on Saturday. He had one. He should have had an interception. Yeah. But otherwise, you know, he did do a very good job. I mean, I I don't Jack want this to turn into a redux of last week. But God, just turnover mitigation and how so much of it. I th- again for the for new listeners, new subscribers, the fact that we were talking about these like basic normal plays and how those were the ones that were going sideways it just it is it's an odd wrench into the situation because I wish he was Sims being he I wish he was more uh, of a normal turnover prone quarterback it would make the conversation I think easier to have but it it it, it feels harder for me because I don't I just don't know if Like, is the Colorado game, was that just a one-off? Like, he had bad turnovers against Minnesota. Those were kind of normal bad mistakes, bad decisions. Colorado went into this weird territory very, very quickly, and and he just was never able to escape it.
1: it. Yeah, I mean, so much of this rides on whether or not the coaches believe the turnover numbers in those first two games were a bit fluky, essentially. Yeah. And, I mean, that's... I think if they're still leaning toward just going with Sims as long as he's healthy, they obviously believe that. Of course they believe that. They wouldn't go into a game being like, well, you know, we're going to give up another three turnovers probably, but we'll do it. They believe those were, you know, a fluke. I don't know if they were or not. We can talk about last year's number. We can talk about his first year's number. We've done that till we're blue in the face here at this point. Sure, But I'll still stand by the point that, like, I don't know, Josh. And I don't have a huge opinion, again, one way or the other. But watching them both play, and I guess you can point to the quality of the defense, certainly. But, like, I got sort of a sim- some similar good feelings about both of them and their skills. And some similar, like, bad feelings about what they can do. Like, I know I, somebody said, well, Sims is more explosive. I think that's true. But, like, Hartberg was looked faster than I thought he was going to. And, yeah. like... He was a more like he was a better runner than I expected him to be, I would say. Sims was a better runner than he expected I was going he was going to be in game one too. They both um they both had trouble <laughs> they both overthrew Tommy Hill on long balls right when he was <laughs> <wide> open. Um, <laughs> yes, they, they both had decent passes that were dropped at times. they they yeah you know like, they both I mean like their their issues in the passing game looked kind of similar in some ways. Like there weren't a ton of them where it was like a super tight window, and you're like, "Oh, great pass," with that thing. Like, uh, yeah. I don't.
0: I think Nebraska can win or
1: lose the same games with either of those two guys in right now. To
0: be honest, yeah. And it, not to not to go like back too far to to the game. Already crazy to say three weeks ago, but the, like Jack, what what kind of conversation are we having if three weeks ago tomorrow the the Anthony Grant doesn't fumble? Like I'm not even talking about the final interception. I'm just saying Anthony Grant doesn't fumble in that moment and they oh, hold on that's to win. Does Sims you know like cuz cuz then Sims never throws that last pick, you mean? He doesn't throw the last pick, but he still turns it over a couple of times including the the but, real bad one at the goal line, but most importantly they escape different. with a victory. Yeah, he, you know? it's a very different
1: feeling on him just yeah. taking giving him the win and taking away that last interception.
0: Because then do we view the Saturday game that we just saw with, with Harburg is like, hey, thank God the game didn't go sideways. They picked up a win. They moved to two and one because that's what they would be in this world. They'd be a two and one football team. Whew, everyone can breathe easier, but man, got to get Sims back out, out, out there on the field. And do we just, do we explain away the Colorado turnover, you know, monsoon in a very different way? And like, I, I do wonder... If, if we should be trying to do that anyway, again, because because of how odd some of the basic turnovers were, are we doing like Sims a bit of a disservice by focusing on that game so much when most likely that won't happen every time, especially like here, here's one thing that I know has been brought up a lot the last couple of weeks. Colorado and Minnesota were road games. Northern Illinois, Illinois was a home game. Like, forget about levels of opponents. Right. Two road games, power five opponents. The the second one especially, they walked into a hornet's nest, and-, and then Harper got to play in front of the friendly confines. Like, not to do the whole, what if he would have gotten to start off with Northern Illinois? But, I mean, I just wonder if we're having a different discussion. I know I just threw like a million things at you.
1: Yeah. No, I... Yeah, you're right. I, I wonder if the people, because I think there have been a lot of people who have been saying, and you and John talked about with this me me with this on your show, that if Sims would come out on Saturday, and especially if, if he would be, you know, go three and out in that first drive or something, the boobirds might come out. What I wonder about the people who are like way in on the Harburg camp is do they think is it is it about the turnovers? Is that really what it's about? And if that's what it is, and you think that's who he is. I'll listen to that, okay? I can yeah. understand that argument. I don't know if I believe, like I said, I do think there's a chance that there's some level of flukiness in those first two weeks, but I also think if he starts against Louisiana Tech and he turns the ball over two times in the first half, they got to pull him. I mean, I, I also yeah. think that as well. Like, I'm There was gonna, a
0: comment a few minutes ago saying that the leash is now inches, and I thought that that was a good comment. I wish I could give credit to whoever said that. I apologize. Yeah,
1: yeah. like I'm not going to be mad at who they start, but I'm going to be mad if they ride with him if they're turning the ball over. I guess that's what yeah. I would say.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, well, but, I thought Dave. Dave's in here, right? Yeah. I thought Dave put it. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I read exactly what he wrote on Monday because I thought. Oh God, I gotta find my document from the show. I thought that Dave put it super well in his column in terms of a quarterback controversy, and this is on Husker Max. Uh. Shit! Now I can't find it, Dave, and I feel horrible. Dave, what did you write? Basically, it was like, rewrite is it, it, Dave, a, quarter- it, it a quarterback? Rewrite it was a quarterback. Is it a is it a quarterback controversy for us, or is it a quarterback controversy for the program? Like, I think that that is the question. Oh, here it is. Is there a quarterback controversy for the purposes of this question? We're sticking strictly within the team. There will be a separate ongoing debate within the fan base given Harburg's success and the fact that Nebraska won. But we're going to focus only on the people whose opinion matter: Matt Rule and Marcus Satterfield. I thought that he absolutely nailed it with that question. Absolutely nailed it. Are we are we talking about this because it's like fun to do and quarterback controversies are fun to debate. But inside the locker room, if Sims is healthy on Saturday, is it even a question? Cuz my guess is it's not. My guess is it, it, it is not a question. If he is fully healthy, I think he's starting. The question Which is Which means is fully that healthy. they believe, they believe the turnover situation was
1: fluky. Which they yes. and, and and if it and and that is totally fine. But if it turns out not to be, there's not enough. Uh, uh, Sims is not distancing himself. At least what I've seen, enough to accept those turnovers that Harburg is going to at least mitigate to some degree. Hopefully, yeah.
0: Like there's got to be says, a, I don't find the turnover situation a fluke now with this history. Yeah, it's almost like you almost have to put the turnovers into two buckets. Are the the interceptions that he's thrown are those a fluke? Um, or what about the ones, the, the, the various snap His, issues, guys in motion, etc. cetera. His history
1: is so confusing with the turnovers though. T- even, even that like as a whole, yeah, I get what Chuck's saying, but then, I mean, we've been over it a million times. He threw 188 passes with two pi- two picks last year.
0: So like, yeah. I don't like that's not a turnover issue. I
1: don't like it. I think he, I think he, I just don't know. I don't yeah.
0: know through, through watching him in two games well jack on top of it too man like the running back news you know uh, josh who i don't i don't know if he's in here tonight but he he commented a couple times to the show earlier this week josh Diallo. i know we have a million joshes and he said something about like with the running backs this like now actually makes sims the more obvious starter and i said oh that's interesting why Why? And and for him it was the ability to you know get yards or whatever himself and and Again, we are then had the debate all over again about Sims versus Harburg, but like just hearing the opinion out, and I guess we could almost remove that it should be Sims or not. the The running back conund, not conundrum, the running back situation now definitely puts more of an emphasis on the quarterbacks running the ball. I don't know if you if you've seen the stats that John's been putting together this week about the number of carries that the quarterbacks have right now he he so yesterday he had it and it was the the he looked at a bunch of random seasons it was like 2019 uh with Adrian 2012 with Taylor Martinez 02 with Jamal Lord 01 with Crouch etc cetera, etc cetera. so yesterday the takeaway was wow the quarterbacks combined per game are averaging Barely less than Jamal Lord was doing per game in 0-2. And Jamal Lord in 0-2, for those of you who remember, I mean, what, 1,400 yards on the ground, ton, ton of usage. But then John looked last night into today at carries, the, the number of carries in terms of versus raw plays because the pace is slowed down. Yeah. And and that's where actually Harburg and Sims are carrying the ball more within this offense graded on just percentage than Jamal Lord did more than any quarterback. He found going back to Steve Taylor in 1987 and, and Tommy Frazier in 93 and Scott Frost in 96. So they are, they are going to probably now Jack, that number is going to go up even higher. It's over 40% right now of runs are being run by quarterbacks. Like what, what are we talking about over the next few weeks? Are we talking about maybe getting close to 50%? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Um,
1: it's a great question. It's a great question. And if that's true, this goes back to what I was saying on your show. There there may be a lot of moot, mootness to this point. Like which one are you picking one over the other? Because I think a, there's a scenario, obviously that one gets banged up and you got to go to the other one, no matter what, uh, or B that you do try and do something where to the extent they have different strengths that you use them both throughout the course of the season, uh, or C in certain situations, maybe try and get them both on the field like they did against Minnesota. So, yeah, like, if it's going to continue to be that, Josh, I think the more likely that they're both a part of it. And, and I don't blame them if they want to do that to some degree because when you're starting to name the most dangerous people with their hands on the ball, carrying the ball on this offense, you, got, you probably have Anthony Grant and, I don't know, maybe you got Billy Kemp and... Those two guys are right in the mix in the top four with those with those two, right? I mean, yeah. the two, both of the both of the quarterbacks are your best, and you're desperate for options.
0: So desperate for options, like, you're desperate for production, and and like the 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 of course the unsaid thing somehow twenty minutes into the pod is that the defense is like wrecking shit out there, and, and you don't want to, wanna, yeah. you just don't want to put them in spots. There was a great question from someone a few minutes ago about what like what do we think here it is Brady I've said it before which quarterback do you think the defense wants out there Sims or Harburg I would think the defense would want the quarterback doesn't consist constantly put them in shitty situations by turning it over once a quarter. And I mean, obviously, we saw that happen. We saw that happen once for Harburg on Saturday. Otherwise, he did a good job at not putting him but in the those situations, so small. and it's why they allowed. It is. It is I for mean, sure. You're extrapolating Sims, so Sims much conti- for sure, but Sims continually put them in bad situations. The question is less about which will do it more. The question is that question was more what What quarterback do you think the defense likes more? Yeah. Which do would they feel comfortable with? Based off I of think everyone should
1: feel comfortable with the one that turns out the ball over least.
0: Bottom. That's what I'm saying. Which Which of, of those start. quarterbacks do you think they believe will turn it over less? Yeah, I'm like not sure they've the seen practice, and that's probably what they're based off of. Bing, bingo. Bingo.
1: Mean, so that I mean, again, I have no other read on the system. We can debate who's faster, who's a better thrower, who's the bigger playmaker. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Yeah. Give simulate the season. Show me which of them has fewer turnovers. I'm taking that one. Bottom yeah. line. It's oversimplification, but that's where we are with the style of game Nebraska is going to play, and that's where we are with the type of offense that Nebraska's got right now. No minimum, minimum, minimum turnovers. That's it. It's not complicated. And, Josh, I I don't – and I'll tell you – I'll say – again, I'll say the same thing. I Obviously, through three games, Sims has had more turnovers. He has been more turnover prone. I don't know if that is true or if that's too small of a sample – If the coaches believe the same thing I do, that it's about turnover avoidance above anything else, I assume they've got a better idea through practice which one is better at turnover avoidance, right? One would think think so. One would think. And they would have an idea, again, going back to what I said before, whether they think the first two games for Sims were a little bit fluky just in terms of the volume of the turnovers in that whole thing. I hope that's where they are. I, I hope they'll play the person that they think is going to as often as possible will be the least likely to commit turnovers and I hope they'll make a change at some point. I mean, I hope there is a hook at some point.
0: If it if it Yeah, gets I do bad. wonder what that line is for them now. Which I don't know. I, I would, I would love Colorado. to know.
1: Like I should have been, thought, I thought it should have happened at Colorado. I mean, that's that's where I was. I thought it was was time to make a change at that point. They didn't. I hope they don't go too far down that road of of not doing that because then that just gets messy in a ton of ways. But I Well, think that, and the other part, too. Oh, sorry. Oh, the only other thing is, like, I don't, I don't think we need also, I think you're down far enough during this season that you don't need to anymore be like, well, you're changing everything if you make a quarterback change now. Forget that. I'm fine with mixing and matching them this year if you need to. Like, normally Man. I'm not, but I, I think I am okay with that this year. Find so the, basically,
0: kind of what you're describing is is like a different version of 2013 when they kept bouncing back and forth between Tommy Armstrong and uh, shit. Kellogg? Kellogg. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right? I mean, that was for different reasons than this, but yeah, I don't
0: necessarily. Yeah, I don't necessarily. Because I hate that. I hate, I, I hate, hate, I, I hate, I I hate generally like pick too. a damn quarterback and go, go with I generally do them. too. I generally do. Too. So, like, what do you? What do you do? Are you riding the hot hand? Then is that what you're thinking? I'm pulling someone when they're turning the damn ball over. When they're turning the damn ball over, I man. You think that's really good for them
1: mentally, here. though? I don't care anymore. I think this year that's down mm-hmm. the tube at this point. If it's mental, listen. If they're already turning it over, why do I care if they're getting mentally worse at this point? They've already got a problem with this whole thing. Forget it. No. Yeah. If if you've got someone. I'm going to play the guy who's not turning it over. And if somebody shows me they're going to be turning it over again, they're not going to be playing. That's it. Because I don't I don't think there's enough of a difference between them to make up for
0: that difference in any yeah. other way. That's where I'm at. Yeah. That's The thing I'm, I wonder about, and, and we've hit on it a few times this week, is if Sims isn't ready for Saturday and Harburg starts again, and let's say they win another snoozer, very comfortable, he has one turnover, but for the most part, they're fine. He even has two. Defense <laughs> yeah, plays two well. Two feels
1: like the acceptable
0: number now, doesn't it? It does, doesn't like, it? Isn't that yeah. funny?
1: It's like if you can cut it in half for those first two yep.
0: games. So let's say all that happens. They win another comfortable game. They cover again. They've won two in a row, and Michigan is coming to town. Like I, and then and then let's say that then Sims is healthy. Yeah. Yeah. That is a, just such a unique scenario because I have heard, and I think Shafe said it today, I think a lot of people in the club have said it. They want the starter of Saturday to start against Michigan. And that does make sense to me. I I, I think that that is a fine opinion to have, especially if it, I think it mainly Jack is almost coming from the Sim side of things because you don't want him to play against Colorado on September the 9th and then not play again until the 21st. And suddenly it is the biggest, fastest defense that you have seen so far this season. And like, it will be the best defense on paper that Nebraska will see the entire year. Like, does it make sense to put the formerly injured quarterback back on the field? Oh, who also has melted down in moments because of, you know, the mental side of things. And like for the record, Brady says, whispers, it won't matter who starts against Michigan. I am in that camp. I don't think it's going to matter, but in terms of trying to put your best foot forward and viewing this as the long game and viewing that as game five of 12 and, and hoping to scratch and claw your way to, to six wins. Like, I do think that you, you have to put your team in a really good spot going into that game. And I think that the quarterback decision is going to, I, I dare I say, Jack, it might shape the remainder of the year. It really, so might. I'm going to disagree slightly
1: with the idea of whoever starts, Louisiana tech should start Michigan just because I have a specific scenario that I think is the best case scenario. Okay. I want, I want Sims to start against Louisiana Tech. Okay, yeah. I want Sims to start Louisiana against Louisiana Tech. And if at any point during that 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 game he starts to be making, I mean, and I don't know how many it takes. This this is the question, but I think they they need to pull him if he can't handle the turnovers. If it happens against Louisiana Tech, you pull him. You bring Harburg in and. And then if Harburg can finish it out without doing that, then you're sticking with Harburg for the time period. Time time going. If Sims can come in and show, hey, well, I, I don't know if the first two games were fluky, but I did my job. I took care of the ball this game. They win. Then you ride with him for the time being, and you stick with him during Michigan. But I I just want to see who doesn't turn so the ball You almost
0: want to give Sims like a,
1: like a chance yeah, to fail. I want to give him a chance to prove that it was a fluke. Like yeah. prove that he is not a literal turnover machine.
0: Yeah. Because you would figure if if like the argument is Sims that that was fluky, then what we're talking about is that they're executing basic stuff again. Yeah. But
1: know? if he's but Josh like I'm not completely ruling out that he just doesn't have the yips or something.
0: Yeah. I know. I'm I'm right there with you. Like
1: and if that's the case, I want to know it during Louisiana Tech not Michigan. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you'd much rather like, know it and, on
0: Saturday. And if
1: it looks like if he starts playing against Louisiana Tech and it's the same thing, it's the same thing and we're talking two, three turnovers or two turnovers in the first half or something like that. Then th- then I go back to my original theory and I say, Okay, you're not gonna be the one who's mitigating turnovers. We gotta find the guy who's doing it. Heinrich, you're your ball now. Your chance to do this now. And and if he can finish off <laughs> and, and, and then if he makes two turnovers, I don't know what you do. But but if he doesn't, then I think you you go with him then for a while at that point. If Sims gets yeah. a second chance and for two and a half, I mean, like at what point do you say there's a sample size, right? That's adequate for, for who Harburg or Sims, Sims or both for Sims, for Sims, for Sims, were you saying, okay, this can't, well, be, I mean, I would feel like if he
0: came moment. out, Jack, I feel like if he came out and turned it over right away, like I'd be like, okay, that sample size, I think has been reached. If he reached, if he gets to the second half and he hasn't turned it over, I feel like you could say, it, right. or at least again, if they're doing basic stuff, I feel like that would be enough. I if think not, yeah, I, th- I think I think no, so too.
1: Just, That's what I'm saying too. And if he does that, if he gets in there, if they win the game, if he doesn't have multiple horrendous turnovers, if he has I guess if he has one pick, I'm not freaking out. But I think we all kind of can tell where that line is, you know, that I'm that I'm talking about. But if he goes through and they win, and he has a reasonable turnover game, I'm not saying zero tolerance, but a reasonable turnover game, then I stick with him and I start him against Michigan and I give him a shot. But again, I'm of the opinion that if he starts to go back toward those first two game territories, you've got a backup who's decent that you need to try. Yeah. you That you need to get in, and it doesn't mean you've got to do it for the rest of the season. That goes back to the conversation that we just had about using more than one quarterback. But again, I feel this is a unique situation completely at this point.
0: I, yeah, that is the best part in this whole situation is that we've now seen Harburg, and so if if anyone wants to call for it, if Sims plays like shit again, and people want to call for him from Michigan, like I, I do, feel like the fan base collectively will have said, I, I understand why you want him benched. Even the even the those who are like holding on. To, for dear life, for the Sims era, even they will say, I get it. I understand. And Because there is evidence of Harburg, and I think people would be frustrated by Sims. So I think it would make sense. By it. it is good that we have seen Sims. I know that this is made for a really wonky week, and it really could make for a wonky Michigan week if, if Harburg plays again on Saturday. But it, it's good. It, this is good that we now have evidence of... Because I was I was shouting people down, Jack. Don't bench him. Don't bench him. The, the guys behind him stink. I, I mean... Small sample size, but I was certainly very impressed by what I saw from Harburg. But I would also yeah. ask myself: Were you impressed because he cleared a low bar, or because he was impressive in his own merits? I, I don't was, really know totally the answer to that question.
1: I don't. And you I'll don't, and you don't know how to evaluate Northern Illinois, too. Same thing. Bingo. That, that goes Bingo. into that as well. I will say this on that issue, though, Josh. I thought they ran. I thought the play calling for him running the ball. The, the the game plan for that was better than Sims
0: has ever gotten. Do you agree? Even in the even in like the early Minnesota game. Cause I felt like early well, in Mid against Minnesota. True. that play calling I thought I mean, was I, like really trying to lean on him.
1: It's been a while since I went back and watched that. But that first drive, like, I love those. I loved how they got him on the edge. Um, they had some of those option calls. I don't know. I just thought the plays seemed more well. And they didn't they didn't try it a lot with Sims against Colorado in the first half either. To have Sims no, nope. dude, on I, what, yeah. How long did it take for him to run like, against Colorado? It was right. a long time. So, but like they went in with Harburg right away, and they're like, yeah, he's running the ball. He's running the ball on playing. He scrambled some. I just thought they had they set him up to succeed running the ball, maybe a little bit more than they have with Sims in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't know if other people agree with that, but I just remember those first few drives when when Harburg looked good running. I was like. God, that's a nice play design. Um, you know, they really he did a good job. They got him on the outside. They used his speed, and he's fast. I mean, like we have got to get rid of this stereotype too. That see, I that, don't know where this
0: came from. Yeah, Everyone knew that fast. Harburg was fast and an athlete. Like that's all of the people talking about things when he was in
1: the chat. Where like Sims is just a better athlete and stuff. And I'm like, I don't think so. Like, mean, okay, yeah, might, I, I never he heard that people thought he was slow. Yeah, I don't know. I'm even getting a sense of that with this discussion in here a little bit, with, with or when we just talk generally about having Sims having a better ups being a better upside as a rusher. Then, like,
0: do you think? Well, Sims has I've a never took taken that to mean Harburg is slow. I take that to mean as I formation Harburg is sneaky fast. Winky, yeah. Like, if this is just one guy is a white quarterback, like if that's what people are leaning on, I don't think. Dude's a super good athlete in terms of all of those things. I think the high upside stuff with Sims comes from the fact that he was like a power five starting quarterback, I guess, and and probably know. some of the things that we were told about him. I always different. thought that Harburg was just a super raw, talented guy, but that he just wasn't a good traditional quarterback. Like, watch the first few passes against Colorado. He launches the ball into the end zone. Like, get, you got to get control of that accuracy a little bit, right. bro. Yeah, to- totally true. I don't know. I
1: just thought he even looked, maybe it was because the way that he sought contact, got extra yards, those sorts of things. But, like, I was legit impressed with his running in that game. For the most I was part. too,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, and so I don't, but I
1: wasn't I, surprised by it. That's that's fair. I and I do, I think I'm not saying you are, but I think there still is, there still are some people who are coming in and just be like, well, it's obvious because Sims is such a better runner. They're a little different, but I, I go back to the same thing. I think there are some games that I think they would probably, if they don't turn it over, you're gonna end up having something sort of similar from both of them, no matter what you do.
0: I really, yeah, do. I would agree. Yeah, that's why again. Really not do. to one final time. It's going to come down to turnovers. So, I
1: do, so it really doesn't matter that much.
0: It, it, no. Again, yes. To to
1: completely bottom line oversimplify it. Whoever doesn't turn the ball over,
0: simply. And why is that the case? Because of the defense and like because that. That it, like all Good all transition. roads all all roads lead to the defensive side of the ball. I I don't really know like of how to begin the conversation with them because much like we have it seems like we've kind of picked all over a plate with the quarterback discussion and there's really not a whole lot left on the bone i feel kind of the same way like what more can we say about this defense other than like they have really surprised us they're finding playmakers i still i still i guess worry a little bit as dave just points it out i need this defense to get more turnovers i i am Dave, from your lips to God's ears, man, like that, that's the thing that if, if they, Jack, if they are going to get to six wins, I think that we will look at the defense and say they were able to find extra possessions for the offense and get them to six wins. I really do think that that's going to be the case. And so in games where either they lose the turnover battle or it's even whether it's at zero or one. I feel like those are the games that are going to be really, really hard because the offense is going to have to, they're going to have to just execute on a drive by drive basis at a very high level. The games though, if Nebraska could ever have a game this year where they're plus two or I mean, yeah. f- dare I say plus three, I think that that's where you c- can really start cooking um, just to get, cause you're going to give the offense opera uh, uh, extra opportunity. But so I'm like, not, that's what they got to do.
1: I agree with what Dave said. Agree with what you, with what you said, if they win some games against teams that are evenly matched they're going to have to i think not only get turnovers i think they have to actually score points on the returns of turnovers uh that actually needs to happen as well but i don't like i wouldn't say that i'm worried that they have a specific deficiency with that either though necessarily like like i feel fairly confident there's going to be um that at some point those are going to come because of the style that they're playing like if you're like what do you need to do to create turnovers Josh you know like just hypothetically in football well make a quarterback make make bad pra- passes under yeah. pressure well, they're doing that constantly. I
0: mean, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, That's not something that they're not excelling in, right? Some now, of but. it's like right place, right time. Like where right. the quarterback's just an idiot and makes a mistake, and it's like, oh, hey, look, the defensive back right. is there. Well, that's what Javon
1: Wright's uh, interception was, I think, against yep. Northern. Yes, exactly. Bingo. Exactly. That, and and they had that. They were in. He was in some kind of a zone. I don't know what it was, but it was. a I mean, it went directly to him. They had another one that they should have had in that game. They've dropped. Geez, they've dropped what four interceptions this year too
0: yeah they, uh, yeah think about the minnesota the game not to bring that up and again
1: and like like i mean creating they're tack- the other thing is i think we all agree like they're tackling better they're hitting hard I mean, I guess maybe they need to be what more aggressive, stripping the ball. I don't know. Teams just aren't fumbling,
0: right? Like, See, that's the thing that I think is going to, if you want to talk about regression to the mean in a positive or a negative sense, that's the regression in a positive sense that I look at with the defense and say, I think that that's going to come at some point. I just, I can't imagine, Jack, that they are able to keep up this number of sacks. And let's say it's not five and a half a game, but if they're getting three or four per game, I just cannot imagine that they go through an entire season without causing the quarterback to fumble. Yes. It's going to happen. Fumble, and, yes. and you just, fumble or throw you just big, said, yeah, they are yeah. such good tacklers. And when they tackle, they swarm at a certain point. That will also result in takeaway. So I, I feel like there is some a massive <laughs> regression to the mean coming in that regard where we're going to look at a game and it's like, hey, Nebraska forced three fumbles. Like the interception one, it, it does come down to. I mean, it's obviously on yourself. Um, for how you defend... Some of it's on the quarterback for making bad decisions. And then the other part is just like right place, right time. Like, I don't know if I can guarantee that they're going to intercept more passes, but I do feel like fumbles are going to be a thing at some point with this defense where they're going to, they're going to have a game. Maybe it's the Friday night, Illinois game. Hell, maybe it's Saturday versus La Tech where it's like, yeah, Nebraska forced three fumbles and recovered one or two of them. Like that's going right, to happen at some right. point in time. Has to, I mean, has to.
1: And one of the quarterbacks that they face, Shadur just doesn't throw interceptions, basically. I mean, he's got one Bingo. all year. Um, yeah, at, at, at McCarthy
0: that does. You can bait McCarthy in, in like again. I don't think they're going to beat Michigan, but they can bait McCarthy into yeah. a few turnovers. Like
1: I'm, I just, I would basically say I, I agree with the point that they've got to get more turnovers. It's weirdly low. I'm not super concerned about it. I don't think. And like even the other thing you can talk about, like defensive backs setting back. Like I think one of Malcolm Hartzog's sometimes problems is that he's too aggressive going for interceptions. Like he will overplay some of those balls, and he got. I don't know, he got several of them last year doing that. But, like, that's not really an issue either, at least with him, that you don't yeah. have a guy who's, you know, who's sitting back and playing way too conservatively in terms of coverage. Like, if he's got a fault going one way or the other, he's too aggressive trying to jump trying to jump routes. So, yeah, I mean, you, you feel like it's got to be coming. Um and But but on the other hand, it's like maybe teams are just never going to fumble against Nebraska. It's just like freaking come on, fumble the damn ball and fumble it in yep. a way where it bounces to Nebraska.
0: Yeah, and that's the other runs. thing, you know, oh, not to do the whole old shtick, but, like, I mean, football is a sport played by a weirdly shaped ball. Like, sometimes those bounces when they fumble are literally going to be perfect for you, yeah. and other times they're going to be terrible. Like, yeah. I mean, you just, know, Ohio State 2021 is always the game I think about. Whatever. It's like, how the f- the hell yeah. was that ball on the ground for so long and they never recovered it? There's no way I can complain about them if they keep the
1: way that they're playing up, to be honest. Like, there's yeah. no, it's not like they're, there's anything I'm specifically faulting them for. Uh, unless, you, they're so just can, dro- unless they're just dropping the interceptions like crazy, which they're sure. kind of getting close to doing, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Is this something you worry about that Brady says, I'm worried that the sneaky nature of the 3 3 will deteriorate over the course of the year as opponents get more film on it? Is that something you're worried about? I don't know. I, I don't know exactly because again um
1: you know like TCU played that 335 and Colorado just carved it up the entire game and the three quarters of the game when Nebraska played against Colorado's offense it looked like a completely different game like TCU didn't get that kind of pressure on Colorado no like no. They, they they I don't and they are three three five I don't know yeah there may be people that figure it out but Josh, I think the scheme is a part of it. There's no doubt. I think the scheme is a part of it, but I also think that like you've got some really good individual performances that I don't think like none of us expected. Nash hotmacher to do what he's doing. Like he, like that's not his his getting a push, his getting pressure. He's his freeing up space for the linebackers. I'm not like I'm not that in itself has made a huge difference on this defense whatever the scheme is at this point. Like there are yeah. a bunch of there are a bunch of guys that have just been we can go through Josh. I bet we could come up with 10 guys that have been better than we thought they were going to be this year. And so oh, that's yeah, a big for sure. part of it too. So yeah, uh, yes, I think as there's more film on them, yeah. I think smart offensive coordinators are going to see where we've had success and scheme against it. I thought Colorado would scheme against it better than they did, right? In in the first three quarters of that game too. They for sure. They they didn't and that's what so yeah, I think that'll happen at some point, but like, I know I'm not I'm not terribly worried about that right now because again, a big part of it is also just good the tackling, opponents. good tackling, swarming to the ball. Good. Yeah. Th- I mean, the, those it, fundamental things which
0: are not scheme specific. Yeah, and the opponents. You know, um, it 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 is a it is a net. Worse, Big Ten West, in my opinion. I know, like you'll you'll say, I told you all along, but I mean, it, I think even you would say this division looks worse than I thought it was going to coming in. It was you know, I like you were right on Wisconsin, you were wrong on Illinois. Well, by the way, um, I didn't say Illinois was going to be awesome. I just said I thought they were going to be better than
1: Wisconsin yeah, for the rest. Either way, you which were wrong still, on Illinois. Which,
0: by the way, they still may be. Uh, Purdue is horrible. Purdue is the epitome of like everything that the club talked about with Wisconsin and how like oh, man, new new philosophy. We should have done that more with Purdue, and we never did. And maybe it's just because we never took them as a serious contender. I don't think anybody really th- – everybody just assumed. Yeah, Everyone but kind of assumed I'd they say they suck down. even more than I thought that they would because they have Graham Harrells, their OC, yeah. so I thought that their offense would be able to be okay. And, like, I guess Hudson Card is throwing for a lot of yards, but, man, their defense is trash. Their defense sucks right now. And they Horrible. went in
1: and beat Virginia Tech, right? And Virginia yeah. Tech's bad, but they went and yeah, won that game. Yeah, but they looked that, bad in the other two Diego games. The San State game was kind of close. But you're right. That's, about, that's a major transition. And so yeah. was Wisconsin, which I said constantly. Wisconsin looks like a team... I don't know why nobody bought this when I said it. They, I think
0: everyone it. in here bought it, Jack. You are not alone. Many, many, you're well, Many people are following board.
1: you. They look like a team, Josh, and they're going to be probably pretty good down the road. They look like a team that's trying to run an offense that they don't have the personnel for.
0: Yes, for that's sure. It for
1: sure. Which, yeah. is what I, which is what I said. Which I thought might happen with Nebraska. Which is what I thought might happen with Purdue. It happened with all of them.
0: Um, yeah. and
1: f- for that, and they lost and they lost, they lost a bunch of their good guys on defense, they just yeah. didn't have the talent on defense as well. So, um, yeah, so yes. like
0: not to do like the obvious thing, but man, this season, Jack, is really going to come down to just like those 50 50 uh, games. They have to go let's, Nebraska's way, you let's know? Go they the really schedule. have to. Let's go through the schedule. Let's please, please go right. through this. It's a fun exercise. I, I, just, right. just comment on all of the games and sort
1: of reevaluate And I'm not saying we need to declare which are wins and which are losses because that's hard as hell to do, but
0: yeah. but like. Here, I'm going to post it to you in the chat so we can all see it and so we can all go through this together. And, oh, of course, that happened. So we can do this. Obviously, uh, they have coming up this this Saturday, they have LaTex.
1: Louisiana Tech, Tech, who I believe or, is, I believe I've checked a few metrics, checked a few things. Uh, they're thought to be worse than Northern Illinois.
0: All right, so. perfect. After that, it's Michigan. It's the best team on Nebraska's schedule. It's the best well, maybe team the best
1: we, One of the best th- two to three teams in the nation.
0: Yes, they are currently ranked second in the country. Uh, you know they're they're getting their head coach Jim Harbaugh back this year. They have they have underperformed SP plus in each of the first three weeks of the season. Um, they I, I'll be honest, outside of the opener, I've not watched I Michigan either. at all this year. I Haven't either. Because so they they're to playing very forgettable opponents. They play Rutgers. I mean, it's such a loaded Saturday. So I don't know how much I will watch that. I will watch a little bit of it though, just because I want to see what Is Michigan that, looks like. Where's that game at? That's in Ann Arbor, yeah, because they open four at home for Nebraska. Yeah.
1: Jeez,
0: man, yeah, now, that sure. is how you start a for season. Sure. Holy crap, that was a yeah. Bill Snyder is like yeah. that's kind of an easy beginning. Remember the Bo season. era started with five home Jeez. games in a row. Five home games in a row. I didn't, like. Yeah, they played three uh, or four non-conference games and then uh, Missouri. All right, after that, the Friday night game before the bye at Illinois. So you want to talk about man? Huge turning
1: point. Who knows? Right. Fork yeah. in
0: the road game, dude. dude great they, point. They win this week. They lose to Michigan. It's funny, man. They'll be at that point. They'll be two and three. And there's a very real world, Jack, where they beat Illinois and they have a record three and three that most of us predicted them to have after six games. It's just that it would come in a different way. (laughs) It would be the win against Illinois and the loss against Colorado. Yeah. So there's a very real, like, that's the game. I think that when we look back at the end of the season and say, hey, what was the game that decided that they would make a bowl or that they missed a bowl? The the Illinois game, in my opinion, is the answer. It is the answer. And
1: and, and Illinois looked, obviously, that being a road game, a Friday night, Illinois, I think people thought were going to, you know, Thought was going to be stink. better. Like,
0: yeah, they're they're looking they stink really out loud. Rough. They are horrible. They I look. have watched a lot of Illinois this season. They didn't look good against I Toledo. This
1: game, and they the looked the horrid
0: against Kansas. Uh, and then yeah, well, they, uh, and that they offense. I Spade. mean,
1: you talk about a game Dude, where it's sucks. like you you talk about a game where Nebraska's got to control the not turn the ball over and flip the field and get good punts. Uh, that offense, Illinois' offense against Nebraska's defense.
0: That's also, hey, about. if they're gonna get takeaways, that's the one they got to get some takeaways. Illinois got that
1: wide team. receiver who's been there for a hundred years. What's his? Is that Williams? He's been there for he played he he played in the game. Somebody Brandon asked have skill players. He played in the game that when Nebraska played them on week zero, had a touchdown. I think in that game, people forget about twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. been there for he's like a 50 year. He's a fifty year senior. He's their he's their best player on offense. The Ole Miss transfer at quarterback. I don't know. He had a couple of decent plays against Kansas. I thought he could run a little
0: bit. And he well. threw a million interceptions against Penn State. Bad. Yeah. Bad, bad, yeah. bad, bad. Okay, All right, so then it's a bye. And then it's Northwestern. like At home. Dude. Kick the I, shit out of them. They're should bad. Be,
1: should be a should be a beat down. If kick the doing, shit out of them.
0: Purdue yeah. at home.
1: You, See, are you ready to say that should be a win now?
0: Yes. You are? Yeah. I mean, today I actually kept it in the coin flip category for when John and I did the topic. But, like... Come on, it's a home game. You know? See, and that's the thing. If they're able to, if they're able to beat Illinois and then they come out and then they beat Northwestern, and assuming they beat La Tech, like suddenly it is a team that is very quickly picking up momentum and what, doing the math, they would be, you know, going into Purdue, they'd have four wins. And it's like, God, Man. can out. Can they can they win against them and suddenly they're five right. and three after a horrid start of 0-2? Like all of a sudden
1: you get yet yeah, that scenario you're talking about. If they beat Illinois, which it all hinges on Josh. Yes. The whole season, because then you, the amount of sort of like, you've not gone into a Memorial Stadium for a game like you would go into for not in terms of it being a huge college game day type game, but in terms of a oh my gosh, if they yeah. win this, shit is actually going to get fun for the first time in a long time. Yeah, if they, if they're able would, to breathe easier.
0: Game. Yeah, yeah, you're just able to just, Purdue, like, 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 there's no guarantee if they get to five at Purdue that they're going to get to six. But, no, God, but it's just the math works in your just, favor to a degree that it hasn't in a long time. Just the feeling in
1: that stadium for that game in that scenario would be diff- a different feeling than there's been in that stadium for years, especially
0: yeah. in the month of October. Yeah. And then it's Michigan State, and you want to talk What's about a program there? that is— yeah, yeah. I don't know a- any topics uh, to discuss with the Spartans. Like in all seriousness, like that is a team. And again, you want to talk about another game or team that oh, I geez. that I watched a weird amount of did, on Saturday? Did you? Dude, I watched. I can't believe oh, you yeah. watched any of that. Well, here's why. <laughs> I my favorite team in college football this year is Washington. Oh, so I love watching watch. Michael Penix so drop back and bomb the ball fifty yards down the field. I should have done it with my left hand. I apologize. I love. I I adore Washington. I really hope that they make the playoff. Uh, oh, they are so much. That beat
1: a Georgia or a Texas
0: in that would be please please yeah. So I watched a lot of that. Like look, Michigan State as uh, Brady wrote, Sparty is a tire fire. They are in in a mess to to high heaven right now. They might have been that way
1: before Mel Tucker went you know went
0: to his phone time. Yeah, as as Josh says, as long as Nebraska doesn't jack off, I mean around jack around, they should win. Yeah, seriously though, like come on, come on, come on, uh, and, and then Maryland at and home. Maryland, and and Lincoln, I think that's like, a, I, I think know. that's like really tough. Do you? I don't. I still don't. I don't have a good handle on Maryland still. Do you? You could. I think Jack, you could make the argument that of the remaining games, that's the second toughest. I would hear an argument that says that that will actually be the se- second toughest game. I'm not like saying all the games, be, but I don't know yet. I just yeah. don't
1: know yet with them.
0: If, if you were to say like, okay, rank the, the remaining games in terms of blowout possibility, Michigan would, of course, be number one. And I would actually say Maryland is number two, like ahead of Wisconsin, ahead of Iowa, ahead of anybody else. Just because I think that offense could get going oh. just like it could be one of those. Like the defense kind of has a breakdown day. They go for turn. Oh, I'm with Josh. Josh D here. Get that's a perfect game for some bad weather.
1: That's oh, what I'm nice. That's November 11th. That might be nice A nice cold, maybe sleet. Let's go. Yeah. Matt rules ready for that. You remember he brought him out and they practiced in the snow. And so people
0: he's, forget he's ready for that because of that.
1: I people can't are, remember
0: if I have to do overreaction for that game. I think I might actually. I hope, they get, I hope they
1: get some of these as night games. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the how the 11th. scheduling works this year because I know none of them are going to be like the best yeah. game that weekend but give me some free even if it's on like fs1 give me some night games that's
0: Thank the last man. uh that's the last overreaction i have jordan josh needs to declare the snow is done the week before nice yeah, right josh says the maryland game right. is on my birthday happy birthday in a couple of uh, months there josh happy birthday uh up. and then after maryland it's the two teams that jack hates the most it's at wisconsin and then i want black friday on cbs
1: I think Iowa, I mean, I was kind of what I thought they would be, which is pretty good. I thought they would win the division, um, but still beatable, possibly. So, and Wisconsin is exactly what I thought they would be at that point. Still on the road. Who
0: knows? They may have improved by then. Talk about um, a tough game if it's a night game going into Camp Randall at night in November. That sounds terrible.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: Yeah. So there we go. I guess. That's the I sketch. Mean, yeah, comes down to Illinois. Assuming, hey, and look, all know, of this Illinois is obviously game. assuming that they're not stepping on their game. dicks it's on, on a Saturday Friday
1: night. Josh, get that damn game off of Friday night. Screw you, Big Ten. Get that game off a of Friday night. I swear. Why that do you it, care? I think that may, I swear that makes it more likely something stupid and bad is
0: gonna. Happen. Hey, they won a Friday game last year. Friday Remember night? they beat Rutgers? People forget they beat Rutgers. Remember that, that game? Friday they beat night? Rutgers. That was a Friday. I was in That's Chicago. Weird.
1: That's right. Yeah, they also yeah. beat yeah. Illinois under was it Frost Mike Riley O'Reilly yes. on a Friday night too they did see and the Friday nighters on the Friday December game I love oh, Fridays fr- thank goodness this game is on a Friday night oh Let's many go. Are-
0: yeah and then we'll Friday. do a Saturday morning coffee the next day maybe we'll be celebrating a, a win in a three and three Nebraska football team
1: Illinois that's huge it's all if things go you're right you're exactly right Josh the way that you set it up if things go as expected up until that point point, that game is going to swing if we're sort of bordering on something better than expected or bordering on something worse than expected the rest of the year. And, of course, with so many sort of games that could go either way, it still could change after that for sure. But, man, yeah. the way that the schedule sets up with those two home games after it, it gives this chance to get something that it has not had in for freaking ever. It's called momentum. Mo- yeah. Momentum has been non-existent in this program since, I don't know, the early Mike Riley years.
0: And hell, even then people were arguing if they were good or not because his fan base was yep. still stuck on Mo- I mean, it ju-
1: there just has not been momentum.
0: So- God, that'd be nice, man. It's so funny, We, you know, in the offseason we would do this thing where you would edge... Uh, about being four and zero and hosting Michigan, oh, man, I, like that would have obviously been the bees knees. Uh, being five and three would be pretty kick ass ahead of the final eight games. Like that'd be pretty freaking nice, you know? Five and three with four games left sounds way better than four and four. Being with four five and three left. going to Michigan State, oh, because at that point you're like, holy shit, holy shit! Like this is this could be the time, you know? Like that would just Two. also, I mean. Jack, right. if they're it, 5 and 3 i mean they're like they're in the thick of the Big 10 West race which would just be insanely that hilarious stupid loss to minnesota is going oh, to it, that is going to
1: kill us in november it will yeah. cut us in november because november's because minnesota's going to lose some games i mean they are they're going to lose some games it's going to be like if that you're, there's going to be moments you look at the standings you're like if they had that game do you realize what things would be like right now in these standings It's going to drive you nuts. But on a more positive end of it, like, in this scenario, yeah, again, asking a lot, asking this team to do something that hasn't done forever. But then you're playing that Michigan State for bowl eligibility, Josh. That's a bowl eligibility game. Michigan State on the 4th of November, weeks before Thanksgiving. Yeah. That sounds fun. It would be fun. That'd be very exciting. (sighs) Hey, let's uh, let's look at some games this week, shall we?
0: Yeah. Okay. So we're again. If if you missed it, if you're just joining us uh, live, because obviously you're listening you uh, to the pod, you know what we talked about earlier. We're doing a watch party. We'll be starting like five to ten minutes before the game against La Tech. We're watching the game in the club. Join us in the club. Uh, subscribe again if you're not a subscriber. It's going to be a great time. So that means no Saturday morning coffee. So now we will do our usual Saturday tradition of like going through the time slots of uh, what we will be watching. This is the Saturday flight. And uh, Jack, this is easily the best Saturday of the season. And it is one of the better ones that I can remember because every time slot except for the early one has ranked on ranked. And even the early time slot has Florida State at Clemson. Auburn at Texas AM, and even a sneaky Oklahoma at Cincinnati game. Like, this Saturday rules, absolutely freaking rules. All right, three TVs at 11 a.m. What are you putting mm. on? Florida
1: Clemson. Oh, yeah. Florida You're State Clemson. On, uh, Auburn Oklahoma, AM. Oklahoma Cincinnati,
0: right? really? That's interesting, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah just to see if, like, teams. Oklahoma's as good as, like, they're supposed to be. You know, yeah, they it's they like Oklahoma is this good. I mean, you, I, I, and. Michigan uh, Rutgers, I'm, yeah, I'm like legitimately interested. I want to see that. I, I, yes, yeah, the week before
1: Nebraska. I'll actually, that'll probably be the primary thing I watch unless it gets out of hand. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't think anybody's even going to give Clemson a chance against Florida State. So I like the
0: Knowles. I like the Knowles
1: um, on that one. And then, yeah, man, I probably. I'm probably more interested in Oklahoma and Cincinnati just because that's the weird factor of it being a Big Twelve game. Then it's a Big
0: Twelve game now. Auburn Very and A and M. Very Auburn. strange.
1: It's just Auburn and A and M. You know neither of them is that good, and at yeah. some point they're gonna. It's not like they're gonna be the class of the SEC.
0: Uh, Husker for MU says SMU TCU could get frisky. Yeah, I believe always, that's a FS1 always. game at 11. I believe this is the last time that they're playing each other for a while because TCU is pulling out of the series. schools that freaking hate each other. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They loathe each other. Yeah.
1: Uh, all right, 230. Uh, Josh, Dude, is two th- Josh is correcting me that AM will challenge for the West, so I was wrong. No, they that. will not. I was wrong. No, I'm wrong. I'm always I wrong. don't think they will.
0: Uh, 230. 230. What um, are 230 we rules. It's such a bummer, honestly, that Nebraska's on in this time slot. I wish yeah. that they were 11 Colorado,
1: Oregon. The in- Colorado, Oregon. There could oh be – Nebraska could, could score 200 points, and no one will know in this game Dude. against Louisiana Tech because so, okay. the entire world – So you world, have that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they will be watching that. And, and you have Ole Miss at Alabama, and you have UCLA at Utah. There are three ranked-on-ranked ranked games in that time slot. Oh, then throw in Nebraska and LaTex. And how about BYU at Kansas? Such a weird good game, measure? but that's a conference game now, right? God, I Okay, let's go to a sports bar to record the pod because I want to watch so many games at 2.30. My God, they're so good. And then oh, you, what a time slot. And then
1: you got a Sickos game at three with Oklahoma State-Iowa State because the loser of oh. that, the coach is going on the hot seat, baby. Big yeah. time. Yeah, as uh, Godfrey coaches.
0: described it on Split Zone 2 this week, this is the anxiety bowl for week four. Somebody's going on a hot seat from that. So that's a good Sickos game there as well. Oh, man. Josh oh, says best time slot in years. Yeah, that two, time slot is freaking insane. Even so this, many like, good games.
1: UTSA is playing Tennessee. That completely sounds like a game that you're going to see on the scroll in the fourth quarter is going to be. UTSA, UTSA is UTSA, up 14 to 10 in the first you, you 100% quarter. 100% are going to see that in that game. Yeah.
0: At yeah. some point, so yeah, Joe Milton will throw the ball hundred yards, but it'll end up being picked off. That
1: is uh, why didn't they spread those freaking things out? I hate the new TV
0: contracts, Josh. Sad. I well, I mean, em. part of it is like the SEC He's, game was always going to be on CBS. Colorado at Oregon, the the West Coast school would have had to agree to it of <laughs> being a big noon kickoff game. Yada yada yada. Oscar like,
1: for MUS. Cool. <laughs> Sound. God that freaking kills me the
0: essence of oh being no a, the essence of being a parent oh my god oh that sounds horrible That's
1: so freaking funny
0: uh to the night <laughs> slot we go and so we will we will say goodbye and we will say hey turn on these various games uh Arkansas at LSU is an ESPN game and Decent. then like at 6 30 here's what's crazy man like Colorado has has sucked up so much oxygen that Ohio State at Notre Dame Two of the biggest helmet brands in the sport on NBC in primetime. It still feels like kind of an afterthought on a Saturday. And like that is, I mean, I know it's game day. That's where game day is going. This is, this is the game I am most interested in. You want to talk about a narrative type bull mat or it's not a bull game, but a narrative matchup. Like is Notre Dame for real. We're about to find out has Ohio state got their shit together. We're about to find out. Like I, I, I am pumped for this game. And also uh, keep an eye, of course, on uh, Iowa at Penn State to There's see if that one gets too. out of hand. Yep, that's TV
1: yeah. number two there.
0: Yeah. Also, one. Texas at Baylor, I think, could be interesting as well, even though Baylor's looks like shit. Yeah. North Carolina. Uh, my Pittsburgh. wife, who's in the next room, she says I think Notre Dame wins by multiple scores. Yeah, I think the Irish wins. well, man. That'd be fun. I do.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, s- yeah. Central Florida, Kansas State, my favorite Big 12 rivalry.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. We love UCF. The, the UCF,
1: State. it's just you, Nebraska, Oklahoma, UCF Kansas State you go back through the conference's best rivalries and,
0: and yeah. that's one of them that's kind of Oh, one hey, of don't forget about uh Northwestern hosting Minnesota. Dude, Talk about a rivalry for the ages. Again, again, sounds like something where a night game at Northwestern where
1: there's going to be some sort of weird deal where you're going to be like it's going to be like 10-3 Northwestern in the third oh, quarter or something. Gross. In front of I 5 think Minnesota's fans. Minnesota is going to look s- I think they're going to look so bad. They, why do they? Why don't they throw it to? Why don't they throw it to their best player? Why don't they use their best player? They didn't do it against Nebraska, and I'm talking about their tight end Span Ford. How yeah. is he completely uninvolved in all of their games? I I, I just can't. I'll be honest. I didn't watch a whole lot of the North Carolina games, so I have no take. That's that's my big take on. Well, and then my other big take is like I said before the year, they're going to miss Tanner Morgan, and they do.
0: So yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh,
1: like I said, at the beginning of the year, name me their quarterback and you couldn't then. And there was a reason for that. I know you can now.
0: Uh, and then finally, there's a couple of uh, after dark games. Nothing really great. Sadly, Cal at Washington, uh, USC at Arizona state. <laughs> I'll uh, actually, I'll be in Cal Washington a, will be fun. I mean, regardless, dude, bomb the ball, bomb the ball. I, uh, I'm NFL excited for my marathon in too. a few weeks, but I'm also excited to get past it so I can stay up late on Saturdays. Two, nice. They've got like two NFL receivers,
1: too, on that Washington team. Yeah, they're awesome, man. They're awesome. Wow, the Pac-12 schedule just, I mean, USC, UCLA, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, Oregon State, Washington State. Oh, thank
0: you, Jack. Yeah, we forgot to mention Oregon State at Washington State at 6 o'clock. The That's Pac-2. The Pac-2. The Pac-2. 2 championship.
1: Man, that's awesome.
0: I like Oregon State in that game.
1: I hope we get us some better—well, I mean, Colorado, Colorado State was last week. I stayed up and watched that entire thing, so uh, Mm. there's going to be a lot more people doing that.
0: Husker for (laughs) MU says, uh, did you mention UCLA-Utah? Yes, we did. That game is at 2.30, a part of, as Josh called it, the best time slot in years, and friends, I don't think he is wrong. Again, 2.30. We'll have the Nebraska game on in the club. Every it's other, so I'll be honest, the games that I'm actually interested in, 230, I can't watch. Old Miss, Bama, UCLA, Utah, Colorado, Oregon, BYU, if, Kansas. Uh, God, it is loaded. If people want to share their screens and put on other games for like during
1: commercials, they can do that.
0: Yeah, it'd, it'd be thug. hard because you'd have to like bounce back and forth and stuff.
1: That's the only way I'm going to get to see them because I can't turn on any other TVs.
0: That's or I true. Lose my
1: connection, yeah, dude. Go
0: buy a uh, go buy an antenna this week we for your TVs suck. downstairs. I have one
1: upstairs. I have one upstairs. Okay, I yeah. Bring I
0: it downstairs. downstairs. Bring it downstairs. Yeah,
1: we've done it before. I yeah, Josh.
0: I think does Fubo have a free week trial? I'm. We might have to do Fubo hey, with like a different hey, account of mine so I can no. do the quad box. I, I was
1: going to say, I'm oh, the they answer. have a free
0: trial. I, I, Hun, we're getting to Fubo free trial for. I a week. I was going
1: to say, have someone show it on YouTube TV and pick
0: one of the random ass.
1: Four games no, together. Jack, we'll Jack.
0: Fubo, you can control the quad box. You can control oh, it's the what quad everybody
1: box. wishes they had on YouTube TV.
0: Correct. It's so we will control
1: the quad box. The
0: most horrendous,
1: ridiculous matchups of four games. Let's put three games That's everyone so everyone wants to watch uh, or most people want to watch, and then one that absolutely no one wants to watch. We put it there. I've so never found the combo that I'm looking for. It's in- infuriating. Yeah, yeah. So they we'll, should just do it by uh, conference. Just do it by conference. That's it. That'd be one way to do it. Just put them all the co- all the same conference. They don't even do that.
0: Chuck says, "Can you watch? Can you watch Fubo on mobile and browser? Yes, you can. You cannot. You can't quad box on your computer or your phone. Which on your phone, I don't even know how that would even work. It'd be so tiny. But you can. You can. You can watch on your phone. You can watch on your browser. Um, Fubo rules. We love Fubo, but cable was cheaper, so that's why we have cable this football season." But Fubo's awesome. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, we're getting a free trial for, for a week, and we're going to quad box it on... Uh, oh, yeah, Riss says, I think the quad box is just an Apple TV thing. That's true. That's true. Oh, well, then that's a piece of crap. All right. All right. I guess that's it. Well, that was Did we was miss fun. anything? That was fun. Patreon.com slash ID Club. Seriously, <laughs> if you're listening on Saturday morning, join us. We're going to do a watch party today, and we're also going to be talking about all the other insane games at 2.30. We're going to have so much fun.
1: Uh, and we'll we'll test all our theories that we put forth, which I don't know that we really came up with any final position for either of us on the quarterback situation. But we'll put them all to the test when we see yes, who we comes will. out for the first snap for Nebraska and yeah. Louisiana Tech, and how quickly, if it needs to be, do we get the? I wish if they take if they take Sims out, they would get one of those huge big canes like when
0: they pulled people off stage and actually pulled <laughs> them out of the game. That'd be a would nice latch. It. I'd laugh. Uh, Bruce, as we say goodbye, did you guys touch on the Bears? No, we did not. D- no, no, but save that you and, you and Mike can get into the Bears, whatever murder cult. I don't think we will. I them. think we'll avoid the Bears on uh, on our Sunday night pod, which starts on Sunday night. Join us on Sunday night, but first join us for our watch party on Saturday. Uh, we'll be on at some point on Saturday, at five to 10 minutes before the game. We'll lock down the time closer to, but yeah, 2.30 kick. I don't know, Jack, what do you say? 2.20, 2.25, somewhere in there? Yeah, just a few minutes before. Yeah. Just a All few right, cool.
1: Forks will be on for quite a while. So Cool. All right, All we'll right. see you then. See you guys. See you, bye, podcasters. Bye-bye.